This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another travel advisory, Elon Musk dancing, how dare he? Got to get to that much more. Cray News with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe from The Daily Caller. Also, you see her on Newsmax, and you see her right here on this program. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. I'm tired today, but I'm good. It was like, I don't know if you if the weather's just come in for you, but the humidity just set in here in North Carolina, and I'm like, ugh, today. Well, in Texas, it's normally very dry. We've been in a wet spell. Where we've got more rain than I think we've seen in the past five years, and uh, and there is a lot of humidity. Plus, we've got something called cedar, mountain cedar, and it just kills my nose. I've got to take the pills every day and everything. So I'm with you. I feel tired. I feel a, heavy, a heaviness in my head, but I think it's from the allergies. Is it allergies there, or is it just the humidity? I think it's the allergies, but I'm also like, why don't we just go extra overboard? Because if, like, I'm feeling like this here in North Carolina, you're feeling like that down in Texas. Like, we might as well just go overboard with the energy today because most people are going to be feeling rough. Let's energize. Yeah, let's let's pick them up and energize everybody. That's (laughs) that's our goal today. Well, listen, well, let's skip right to the energy story then. Elon Musk is, where, where did he go, Cabo or something? Yeah, he went down to um, Cabo. And he's dancing uh, around like friends. a maniac, and people are giving him a hard time? <laughs> people are giving him a hard time. Yeah, one of um, this, this girl who works over on OAN, Monica Page, I did her show over the weekend, and she shared a video of Elon sort of like dancing and like vibing out to this group called Rufus du Sol. Okay. Now, Joe, when I was back in university like 10 years ago, uh, my my college roommates went and lived in Australia. Rufus Dussault are an Australian band. Okay. And uh, my roommate actually ended up hanging out with this band for the entire year that he lived there, um, which I think was around. He's a marine biologist. And it's such a crazy story. This is around the sort of time that we discovered that mussels, you know, mussels in the ocean, yes. they're actually not um, animals. I guess they're some type of plant. And he was there when that was all happening. And he comes back and he brings this band, basically, all this music with him. Rufus Dussault, and they then broke in California a few years later, right when I had moved there. And no one really knew who they were. So I have spent probably the last 10 years vibing out to Rufus Dussault. They they did make it pretty big. Their new albums are not that great. And so I saw the video and I was like, oh, now this is something Elon Musk that he's done that I can relate to. Are they they based now in Mexico or or did, did he bring them there or something? No, so I don't really know because some account that tweeted the video said, you know, like Elon's brought the party, but it's actually just a two week festival. It looks like that he's attending um, in Cabo. I can't remember the name of the festival, but it's probably like one of these. I mean, it could be anything from like a Coachella to an EDC type vibe. Like, I really don't know because Rufus is such a broad sort of like their genres are very broad. For for those who don't know, EDC is like is like electronic dance music, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm just. I'm not cool. I'm old. I'm just making no, sure. I, it's one of those things that I'm like ashamed to tell people that I'm really into because I think that there's an image that goes hand in hand with 
electronic dance music and people just sort of go oh you must be doing all these different types of drugs you must be you know like well, I mean, crazy. you weren't you weren't one that went to these places where the dj had a big rabbit head on him or something did you don't tell me you did that when i was younger oh, i was a very different person wow, wow. So i don't even wow. i wouldn't even go see morgan wallen in this day and age i literally will not go to concerts because i find them exhausting i that think the last lying. band i went to see live that was is lying you will go to see no, morgan I... wallen if you could I would, n- I would not, A, a. I not pay that money. We will B, not let the lying happen on this the show. Lead section. I don't like that. The last time I went and saw a band live, Joe, I got to go and see System of a Down. They, I got in on the VIP with some friends of mine, which was really cool. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what's better than this. Like, this is one of my other favorite bands, completely okay. different genre. Yes. And they played all of their best album back to back. I started like a mosh pit. It was wonderful. Okay. So I'm a, you know, <laughs> I was different. I was a lot younger then. Don't but now do that. Don't start mosh pits. What is the matter with you? Um, it is Casemith. Go to Casemith.com. So why is he being dragged or insulted or attacked online over this? Is he a bad dancer that he was dancing at all why why give him a hard time no tmz literally said that he was like well they didn't say outright but they insinuated that he was a really bad dancer and i'm like it's electronic dance music like the whole purpose of it is to look like an idiot just kind of get weird just go with what <laughs> your body's feeling like have almost like an out-of-body experience you know use it as a form of meditation like okay. no one's listening to that music to feel or look cool like it's not cool um well, I so no, my body... yeah, there are a bunch of libs online and then right. they you know they hit at me they hit at the daily cause the whole stupid. thing uh, the thing is i've been where there was some electronic music and i let my, my body did like exactly what you said <laughs> and it took my ass right to the car and i left see that's what my <laughs> body told me to do um i am not an electronic dance music guy but i'm, but I'm a musician so i want to hear the real music anyway but i have seen it and i know that it really is exciting for people and you know god bless them guy wants to go dance with it. Who, who cares it's so stupid that we attack everything now it's k smythe uh, k-a-y-s-m-y T-H-E dot com. Go and follow her everywhere. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, now, I want to talk more about Elon in that he hired this person who is a WEF person, who is a person whose famous videos online is Linda somebody, uh, shows us how to wash our hands and how we should be safe in the pandemic and all this crap. She seems to be this globalist nut job that you wouldn't expect him to hire. Do you have any insight into who she is and why she would be the pick? I have no insight whatsoever, but here's here's my gut feeling, jokes. When I saw this video of Elon dancing, and this is what I didn't put in my article. This is the stuff that I save exclusively for the Joe Pag show. Yes. Because for some weird reason, this keeps happening. I come on here, I say something, and then it turns out <laughs> to be true or comes true or whatever. Right. But I thought for a really long time that Elon Musk was almost too good to be true. Now, I know I've said that on this show. I remember last yes. year... When he was in the process of buying Twitter, I was like, I really hope that he is everything that he's posturing and sort of setting himself up to look like he is. But something in my gut is saying this is this is I don't know if it's a psyop. I don't know what the right word is, but something here is not right. And then we've had what, like a year of, you know, Twitter's been kind of fun. It's certainly been funnier. Um, Yes. When I saw that she was a WEF person, I think the first thing I did was turn to John and just be like, well, I guess I should be better at listening to my gut and just stop being hopeful. And this is where we live now. This is how we live now. I know that there's a lot of debate and back and forth from either side, but 
I think that this decision and, you know, whatever, if I was in Elon Musk's shoes, I'd do probably the exact same thing um, just to protect my family. You hire a WEF uh, person? But he sold out. He sold out to the elites. He sold yeah. out to the globalists. He might have been one the entire time. Who knows? For, but, for, like, for unless this woman... For those who don't know, uh, she is the former CEO of of NBC Universal, and NBC Universal is one of the the wokest companies on the planet now. It just has been for a long time, and in fact, the leading edge of being extremely woke. So I get why you would get somebody from the other side because he's a big supporter of Tucker Carlson. So he wants to balance it out somehow. You know, he reached out to Don Lemon. I see he's trying to be the fair in the middle guy, but this goes over the top. This is the chief executive officer who will make all the decisions at Twitter. Of course, he'll approve them. But you're, you're, you're handing it to somebody that we now have knowledge of. Okay, it's not like she felt this way we didn't know. It, it, she's out there. We know who she is. So protecting his family, perhaps. Get somebody who's more to the left if you want. But don't make it somebody that we could easily research. Does that make sense? It does. But now mm, you, you made me think about something, though, Joe, and this is something I've been mulling over a lot recently. Um, now, you know that I work with a group called Million Voices, yes. um, an excellent organization that is literally the bridge between anyone in America who can vote and the people that they choose to come work for them, right. like the elected officials. And one of the things that I've kind of been struggling with, right, is like I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative. I've been a Christian since before I was a conservative, but I had to find both of those things for myself. I grew up uh, in a very atheist, very secular household. And it's it's been a journey these last 10 years. And when I look back over even who I was five years ago. Think about who I was even when we met. Like, sure, I might still have the nose ring. Like, sure, I, you know, I'm a little bit edgier, maybe a little bit more out there. I'm not afraid to cuss and all that kind of stuff when I need to. But I'm still a Christian and a conservative. And I still live by Christian values. And if I'm forced to make decisions in my life or in any context, really, like, those are the values that I go off of. Like, what is best uh, for me as a Christian? What would God want me to do? Yes. What is best for me as an immigrant who's a conservative and a member of now a conservative family um, and is building a conservative family? But you can still Google me and find me in, like, the old Maxim, and I was still the face of cannabis legalization uh, for med men. I'm still pretty outspoken when it comes to issues on the environment. And even though I do not agree with what the left say on climate change, and honestly, I don't really agree what the the right say on climate change. I think it's a very different subject matter. And so maybe I'm not giving this woman enough grace. I get get where you're coming from. I want to stop you. You A A couple of things are important. We've known each other. We've been very good friends for two years now. It feels like about 50 years. It's only been two. I think it's only been two. It might be three, but I think it's two in June. Having said that, you're a very, very different public person than you were when I met you. Very, very different. And you do go back and take stock of what you've done. And you do have the right answers when people say, okay, what's up with that? Um, and, And you are a very good conservative Christian. My problem is this woman stopped being the NBC Universal CEO or the whatever the hell her title was and just jumped to Twitter. It's not like there was, you know what I mean? It was like there was a a maturing, not that you were immature when I met you, don't misunderstand, but there was oh. a maturing into who you were going to be for the rest of your life um, that I've seen in you in the past two years. And, I, and I, I've been a, a bit of a part of that, and I'm proud of that. Um, I, but, but there's no different, there's, there's no space with this woman. You know, yeah. she just did it. She just did a video on how to wash your hands right. You know what, <laughs> I, mean? You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, wait a second. 
So I get it. And I want to give her, like you said, the word grace is wonderful because God gives us grace and we should use that to, to our best advantage. Um, so I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I want to give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt. But Kay, if you wanted to get a woman, which is fine, there are four billion women on the planet. This is the one? So I'm confused yeah. by that because there are so many of those four billion women, most of them, who are not in the WEF, who haven't spoken there, who weren't in charge of a DEI ESG company like NBC Universal. Do you see where I'm going with it? I don't I, do. I know I know that I'm condemning her without knowing her, but I know her from what's out there, and it's not from ten years ago. It's not from five years ago. It's from Thursday. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, I think it's a little different, no? Yeah, actually, when you put it like that, it is. It's very different. And I think, you know, look, I I would definitely have to do more research. But here's what I think. Ultimately, big picture, gut feeling. I think the Twitter was a really excellent resource to gather data on us. I think having Elon take over allowed us to show more of ourselves. Uh, Not that I think you or I ever needed any help in that. And I am. I'm such a different person. I I see how much I have grown over the last two years since we've met. And you know a huge amount of that is because of you, Joe. We talk about this a lot off air. Wouldn't be who I am. Wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for you and our friendship. But um, here's... Here's where I think we're going to have to go in the future. I think that now uh, we've spent the last year sort of, you know, saying what we actually felt, which we haven't been allowed to do for a long time on social media. And uh, now the government has all of that information. And uh, eventually it's going to get to the point where it's like, uh, are you microchip? Do you fully vaxxed against everything? So no. Smart. Okay, I well, just, then you can't buy you. things. You let don't just have stop them you. Out, like... Just stop because yeah. you're, so, you're so damn smart. So in other words... <laughs> In your brain that works very differently than many, (laughs) and what you just said makes perfect sense, they may have, with a wink and a nod, said, watch us unleash the conservatives and have them really tell us how they feel for a year. Mm -hmm. And now they've got it all. (laughs) Can you imagine if this was the plan the entire time, how how completely horrible that is? And sorted and 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 just... Trump was a great opportunity to do that too. I mean, why not? If you if you look at America as two opposing sides, like we're in a culture war right now. I mean, we're in lots of other different wars as yeah. well, but we're in we're in a culture civil war here in the United States. And all of these different global elites all mixed together for such a long time. Now, do I fundamentally believe in my heart that Donald Trump was part of that plan to kind of like divide and conquer, cut out a huge portion of the population who don't want anything to do with this horrific version of modernity that the like globalist elites have on the way? Right. I don't actually believe that he would do that. I have never well, met I, Donald Trump, we, we, but we know, I've met we, we know what he's done and, and what he did. The, the one thing that still stands out is the vaccination stuff. That stuff he has not really said anything about yet, and I hope that he does when he addresses that. Um, all he has to say to get me on his side is Fauci and Burks lied to me. Otherwise, because for a while he was touting his own praises that he had this Operation Warp Speed and had these vaccines that we now know are a major problem. So I don't yeah. think that he was. I think that he put the rest of that, uh, of that modernity that you're talking about that none of us like and the WEF taking over the globalist stuff, I think he put that on steroids. I think he put that on hyperdrive because they were afraid that a populist can come in and say, hey, love America, love your family, love the country, love lower taxes, lower regulations. He freaked them out, and they, whatever they were planning for 50 years out, they put mm-hmm. in place four years out, if that makes sense. Oh, 
yeah, you nailed it. And that's exactly what I think happened. I think that I think that we're living in a really scary moment. And like, it's crazy to me, actually, you know, as I sort of go through this growth period into my 30s, into adulthood, into um, my sort of faith, the parallels between um, what's going on right now. And, you know, everyone sort of brings up revelations and the commonalities. And I mean, they're rampant. I write about them every day. I see them every day. Um, you know, the natural disasters, you know, a lot of my friends back when the Vax was coming out were saying, oh, like, this is the mark of the beast. And I don't think it is. I think that's going to be some kind of microchip, something like that, that they come out with in the future. That's next. Yeah, that's next. Yeah, I think that's next. And I think it creates like a huge practical divide. I was actually chatting with a friend of mine, um, Jimmy Corsetti, who some people might have seen on Joe Rogan. Um, He does a lot of stuff to do with, I mean, everything from conspiracy theories to ancient... um, ancient apocalypse Hancock. And I was saying to him, I was like, well, if we carry on this track, because he kind of sees the same thing, we're going to have two different Americas. We're going to have this one that, you know, is being sold to us, this idea of modernity that's highly technological. And then we have the idea of modernity that is essentially going back to a similar lifestyle to the Amish. And what Jimmy said to me, he was like, I've met the Amish. I've also met people who live in the middle of nowhere in, you know, the back end of Afghanistan um, when he was uh, fighting over there. And he was like, these people who don't know modernity are the happiest people you'll ever meet. And I was like, you know what? Every single day that I get further away from all of that stuff, the happier I get too. And I think that that's the ultimate good thing, right? Like these globalists are going to put themselves in a position where we don't have to deal with them anymore. Well, you will literally, and even at your young age, you will literally ignore your phone for a half day or a day, which is a long time for a young person in, in modern America who's doing business. Um, and I and I can tell that you just need you need to de-stress and just need to, to blow it off for a minute. And then you'll apologize later. You know, I'm sorry I wasn't looking at my phone for a day. But but I, you've actually gone on Twitter and saying, if your name isn't Joe Pags or this person or that person, don't even think about texting or calling me. And it better be an emergency if they call. So I get it. And you're very smart in doing that. And hopefully people watching and listening will try it as well. Okay, I'm out of time. And we can talk about this for two hours. I love how in depth we go and that whole angle of man did we just give twitter everything they wanted for a year without them even asking we might have <laughs> i gotta go though i think, I think go. Uh, amazing we'll chat again soon okay okay you're the best we'll talk to you next monday it's case Smythe. go to case we're back after this this is the joe pag show Hi, great to have you. This is a quick pop culture. Whip. What's happening, Polo? So Martha Stewart, at the age of 81, becomes the oldest model in history to land the swimsuit cover on Sports Illustrated. Okay, I'm stunned she's 81. That's first thing. Second thing, did they run out of young women? Is that what happened? Uh, no. All right, there you go. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.